Good afternoon, uh, everyone. My name is Anka Metcalf, and I'm the CEO and founder of TradeOutloud.com. And uh, I have been a professional trader focused on day trading futures and uh, uh, swing trading, also swing trade futures as well, but uh, swing trading and investing, active investing in uh, stocks for over 20 years. I come with uh, 10 plus years in uh, uh, banking and hedge fund industry. I'm uh, also running a trading service for stocks and ETFs since uh, 2010 is our oldest program that we have uh, had. And uh, we have added the trading room for futures uh, in 2017. So we're going strong again this year. Um, we do offer trading education for stock trading, for um, also for futures, uh, for day trading and swing trading. We have specialized courses. And if we have time by the end of this presentation, I'll... Uh, let you guys know a little bit about each program. I do specialize in high velocity trade, so I look for inflection points. And uh, if you guys are going to continue uh, with stocks and with futures, uh, I will uh, let you guys know if I see any velocity uh, velocity specific trades uh, setting up in any of the symbols that you have got, uh, that you have uh, uh, pointed out for analysis today. I'm also the designer of an institutional proprietary trading system that is based on price support resistance, specific uh, trigger times for day trading, specific price zones for day trading and swing trading, chart correlation, synchronicity, a strict set of trading rules, and a 10-point scoring system that enables myself and my traders to identify trades with ease. Uh, these are just some of the, just lost the chat right now, just being gone, okay. Um, these are our, uh, this is our performance from last year. You also can have uh, our performance since 2010 for our swing trading program uh, and also for our day trading, uh, futures day trading and swing trading on our website. Uh, later today, I will show you guys uh, some of the uh, programs that we have uh, running and also where you can access all the performance. But if you go to our website, I'm pretty sure that you're going to find it. You go for each, on each program specifically under services, scroll to the very bottom, and then you're going to see the performance for every year. So I'm very um, detail-oriented. I'm a detail-oriented trader, and not only that, but I'm a performance-driven trader. So I like to document all of my trades. All right, so let's get started, everybody. Let me know what stocks you would like to have analyzed today. I'm very excited about your stock picks. I've uh, And until you guys are going to type in some of the stocks that you guys are looking at for this year, for this quarter, don't forget that we're going to start earning season next week. So I'm very excited with about, about that. Uh, the market is pretty much going to have a six-week period in which we are going to start seeing some velocity. So this is very exciting. And also as the new year uh, resolution for myself, I want to focus more on high dividend stocks because I want to, you know, beef up my uh, investing portfolio. All right. So we do have some of the symbols right here. DVN. Let's start them out. All right, so here we have DVN. And by the way, if you guys are interested in uh, day trading DVN or swing trading DVN, please put the stock name and the stock the stock symbol uh, mean, and also place your uh, uh, your time frame, the one that you're looking at, whether it's for day trading or for swing trading or for investing, it makes it a little bit easier. Okay, 
All right, Mike, you got it for swing trading. I always like to look a little bit towards the weekly and see what's going on. We have a very nice bull flag formation over here. I like the support that we have uh, in DVN. It's into a minor support zone. You can see that uh, pretty much in 2018, we have a double top into the 200 SMA. And uh, this was the launching point in 2022 uh, for higher. And now we're basing into this high right now. The fact that we're having bottoming tails uh, shows us that we think we see that uh, there is some buying action. So there was a lot of buying action in July. There was again buying action in August. There was buying action in September, and there may be some buying action as we're seeing right now uh, in the first uh, week of the year. You could see that so far. Well, the week is still not closed, but we're seeing a little bit of uh, pressure to the upside. So I'm seeing that the price action is definitely trending higher. There is no change of trend. So this is uh, relatively bullish as we're looking at the technical chart. We have lows. We actually have a double bottom that formed through 2020 through 20, from 2020 to 2021. Solid base with the breakout that initiated higher. So all in all, I would like to take a quick uh, look at the monthly chart right here. So $70 is going to be an inflection point. Over $70, Mike, that can be like a really big takeoff. Uh, however, until we get there, $64, 6380 to 64 may be the igniting point. So they, this is going to be a buy point. Uh, I would say overall into the $64, you want it to clear $64, you want it with more confirmation. But 63.80 is going to be the inflection point. We break above that. We're going to continue higher. I do not buy anything on Fridays. And especially I'm not going to initiate any kind of swing trades this week because it's a very low, uh, very low volume week. Volume is going to start picking up towards the end of next week and into the following week. So when really we're going to feel the effects of earnings season. But this is what I see in DVN from the swing standpoint. If the price is going to get over $64, you can uh, look for an entry at 64. The targets are going to be into the $70. This is going to be target one. I always like to scale out at target one a little bit, and it all depends on price action because if the price action is going to be very strong and if it's going to take out $70 literally in a breath, then it, I may not uh, take my profit, um, partial profit at 70, but I will still be uh, in the trade. And if the trade should go 71, 73, then I will put uh, for the first half of my trade, a trail stop into the $70 and I will look for a continuation higher into the $80. The reason why I was putting up the monthly chart is because it has a solid, uh, uh, it has a solid bull base into these highs, and this shows me that we may have some really strong potential for, uh, for uh, more upside this year. And that was your next question. So this is what I'm seeing for this year. We may have a continuation well above the eighty dollars. We still have some pressure points from, um. Uh, from 2011 and 2014, uh, uh, prior highs that are going to be, in, again, inflection points that you could see for a little bit longer term. I don't know if, if your idea of a swing is going to be like immediate swing for two days to a 
about two weeks, or if you're looking a little bit more long term, it has a lot of potential of going back into the hundred bucks and uh, into the hundred twenty dollars. So it does look, uh, it does look very very bullish. Uh, again, that inflection point is going to be the name of the game for it. All right, next one uh, is going to be, uh, let's see, BTU. And again, BTU, do you guys want it as a swing, as a day trade? If you guys can give me a heads up on that, that would be awesome. All right, Paul. Yeah, with dividends. Yes, yes, yes. If we have enough time, I am going to mention some high dividend stocks that I have on my watch list for this year, which is going, uh, which have a really good track record. BTU for swing, Paul. Okay, you got it. Well, BTU uh, has a very interesting pattern. Here's what I like about it. It has a reactionary area and buyers seems to be noting this particular area and start accumulating. So can you guys identify where the inflection point is? It's at the 200 simple moving average. Price came back to the 200, it was bought. Came back to the 200, it was bought. Came back to the 200, it was bought. Back to the 200 bought, and now it was back to the 200 and was bought again. And again, this is the daily chart. So yesterday, where there was some massive buying that was going on, because as you guys can see in yesterday's trading session, the stock went from $24.17 all the way to $26.75. So it had a really nice pop and also a rotation from red to green. I do see a lot of resistance that uh, it's going to encounter from the moment that it tapped into the $27.30 all the way into the $28.20. And I think this is going to have to clear out before we actually can talk about higher prices in BTU. But there's no doubt about it that the pattern has perfect symmetry within a rather really wide ascending range, if you will, uh, because at every single time when it tapped, it had the tendency to create these uh, swings from low to high, from low to high. So this time around can do the pretty much the same. I also like the structure of the weekly chart. The weekly is extremely bearish. It also has that very nice uh, cup and handle formation. So if you guys can take a look at this, let's see if my tracing tool works because earlier it was not working, but it has this really nice cup and handle and again, base over here, right? So if it starts trading, and by the way, I love BTU from the price point. There are not so many stocks around these price points. I really like these uh, stocks that are between $20 and about $50. They have really good potential. And uh, I like it over $30. And this is for a little bit long term. Uh, this is, again, really strong support. Notice that on the daily chart, the price action was following the 200 simple moving average. And if you're looking at this weekly chart right here, the price action is loving this 50 simple moving average. This is well, it, where it created a little hawk from that uh, for that um, handle, right? And also it created a really nice support area exactly into the uh, 50 simple moving average. I think it has a really good potential for higher, at least $50 for this year uh, if support is going to hold. By the way, it does have a really strong area of support that has developed 
uh, throughout time. And this is into the $20 zone. And this doesn't didn't happen by accident. The reason why I was mentioning the cop and handle was because when we formed this high over here, we retested it and blasted above. So this was a big breakout. You could see the big breakout bar. So this now became minor support. Now, minor support is always present only in uptrend. So that means that the pattern is definitely looking to ascend higher. You can see that here every single time when it tapped into, you know, and this is throughout the year. Uh, since we tapped into the 50 simple moving average, we rotated, we rotated again in September. We and we are rotating again uh right now in the first week of January. I would love to watch this going into next week. And if next week on Monday we're gonna take out the high of this week where Wherever that high is going to carry us, this is going to be a very good uh, swing contender for uh, higher prices into the $30 and into the $32. Love the weekly chart, love the stock, love the technicals on it. And I think it has a really good, um, really, really good uh, potential, uh, Paul. So I hope that helped. All right, let's see uh, silver futures. All right, um, then we have... Um, some more stocks to go into. All right, so silver futures, let's just uh, uh, eliminate all the noise that I have here on the charts. All right, so I'm gonna go with the top-down analysis on it. I know you guys are looking um, for a swing in it. Uh, I was very cautious into yesterday's trading session because uh, there was one commodity, uh, one metal that was uh, um, stronger than the rest. And that was gold. Gold was showing signs of breaking out. However, there was some trouble, technical troubles that were being revealed into the daily pattern and to silver. And silver had relative weakness compared to gold yesterday. Also, platinum was a little bit weaker, had an inside day yesterday and pullback had already started in the New York trading session yesterday. And then the laggard of all the metals was copper and copper was really trending lower. I always like to look at the whole metal panel so you could have like a really good idea and not have blinders on just to look at one uh, metal or another. So silver from this standpoint has been having a lot of trouble uh, lately. It, will this be the year for silver, I'm really not really convinced because they tend to base uh, along with gold, along with any other metal, they tend to base for years. And I sometimes they tend to base for five years or seven years. I'm going to show you um, what I mean by that in a second. But definitely last year, what we had was um, was the uh, was the pullback uh, that lasted until September, and then we started to rotate. We ended on a high note into December. We're in the middle of nowhere. If you um, if you're looking at the technical pattern, so from the um, let's say a micro look into a macro level would be like the pattern is still into a descend mode. And at this point in time, if we are going to get a break under $22, and that would be like around here, let's say uh, just below $22, the pattern will move lower and has many chances of testing the $17 again. So I wouldn't engage into it. At the same time, we have a massive level of support. This is, uh, again, you have to have a lot of patience with the uh, silver futures if you're attempting um, 
let's say a swing trade into it. I'm not touching it. Not this week. Not maybe next week. I'm going to reevaluate it. But for me right now, this is garb. I mean, that's short for garbage. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is what I'm like. It's still declining here. We may, we still have unresolved issues. The only support that we're having is from these rising MAs. And there may be some algo reaction off of that $22. But if $22 is going to be breached, then it's going to go like hiccup after hiccup after hiccup, probably moving lower. Uh, and then uh, it's going to, still land into a minor support zone from these prior highs. This has such a complicated pattern. Uh, so this is the support zone. We have another support zone that is from the bottom of this pivot. And then, of course, we have the uh, massive support zone. I would just fly away from uh, silver futures and even for gold futures for that, uh, for that matter. Earlier, I was mentioning that these uh, commodities uh, at times have the tendency to uh, base for a very long time. I've been trading for over 25 years. So I could tell you that, you know, in general stock, uh, you know, uh, miners, you have to analyze them on a weekly basis and uh, they have the best moves. Uh, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of each month. So at each month, they kind of calibrate. And this has happened for the last three to four years. Uh, so if you look at this base at the support level was developed from 2014 all the way to 2020. So it takes a really long time. So don't focus on something you have so many other alternatives to focus on. So to focus on something that is trending, something that has the potential to move. This is not something that, uh, you know, uh, that I favor. And uh, this is my take on it. And of course, we have uh, gold. And this is just to show you, you know, what's going on. And um, as you guys can see here in gold, we actually talked about, uh, I talked about gold with uh, some of my traders into a, a, a private session. Uh, we have a double top formation on a macro level that is still a monthly chart and we have a support level and we're just hovering back and forth. You can see here a lot of noise that is happening. We tested the 50 SMA. We tested some support level from these lows that happened in 12 uh, uh, in uh, 2012. So the pattern is definitely a little bit more bullish because it has continuation already. So gold is a little bit more bullish than silver at this point. And I know there's a lot of chatter about silver. Just cut the chatter out and just focus on the technical pattern. If the technical is not there, just uh, don't dive into it. Okay, so that's my take on it. All right, let's look at Boeing and Caterpillar. All right, let's take a look at Boeing over here. I am personally in Boeing uh, and uh, I still see a lot of potential for Boeing. Uh, patterns suggest that for the swing standpoint, it's going to probably want to revisit the $230. It has a technical void into that area. So it has a really nice, maybe even 32. So it may have another $30 built into it. If you're not in, this is not the time to get in. I got in a, uh, last year. Uh, I will, let's see. Uh, all right, I'll show you when I got in uh, into our swing program. So this is Boeing over here. We are still in. Okay, here it is. We got long at $190, okay? We got long at $190. So we got long a long time, a uh, long time ago. And we're still, it's still, still, still going strong. And we may still have at least technical room from the weekly standpoint to, uh, let's say, $220 and $230 from that point. 
Uh, caterpillar, caterpillar. This is also one of my fav favorite patterns because it, I think this year is has a really strong potential of a massive breakout. This is the weekly chart, and it has a really good potential for a continuation, massive continuation higher into new high. So pay attention to this. Uh, to this stop, because if it starts breaking the $245 area, it has a technical void to about $266. So that may be a really good run uh, on this. Um, all right, let's see. Um, MRNA. Uh, you know, about Moderna, I saw this, um, um, I saw this article uh, saying that Moderna, uh, not Moderna, but Pfizer, you know, they're, they're starting to have some issues because they're making their money off of vaccines as off of COVID, off of, uh, you know, COVID pills and all that stuff. And there was this stupid article that I read yesterday, and they were saying, oh my gosh, what is Pfizer going to do now that, you know, the sales are really slowing down for the vaccine and for uh, uh, for its anti uh, antiviral, COVID antiviral pills, like what was doing before that? Right. I mean, literally. So that was kind of like interesting uh, to see. But anyways, so let's talk about mRNA. Uh, I typically, it's not that I typically, I do not trade mRNA. I do not trade mRNA. I do not trade, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, biotech uh, companies and all that stuff. I don't, uh, because there's one thing from the FDA and it could go like, for example, you can be long. And if there is one thing that is phenomenal about it, you know, it could skyrocket, but that's one freaking trade. It's not a big deal. Uh, the problem with it, you could have something bad from the FDA. It didn't get the approval or uh, something happens and it could go south really big time. So if I swing trade or invest in something, it's not something that has to do with any kind of FDA regulations or FDA approval. So anyways, if you want to swing it, it's fine. Uh, but that's just, uh, you know, that's just uh, one of uh, one of my take on mRNA. mRNA is into a lot of resistance, right? Um, it, it definitely from uh, 2021, it started to uh, it started to come down. To me, it looks like uh, it looks like a head and shoulder pattern ready to break down. Because if you look at it, uh, and uh, let me just take my cursor. All right, here it is. All right. This is it. This is support. So this is oops, the line has had to be a little bit here. OK, anyway, so this is support that we have right here. So this is the neckline. This is the right shoulder. This is the head. And this is the left shoulder. Oops, shoulder. Here it is. Left shoulder. Once it breaks below $100, this is what it's holding. It's a psycholo psychological level of $100. If it breaks below, it's toast. OK, it's done. What, do, what did Moderna do before? Nothing, right? I mean, if you take a look in 2020, look at it, look at the price point, right? Uh, so yeah, this is not something that I would invest in um, for swing trading purposes. I mean, take a look, it was a $13 stock. I mean, it was barely traded, didn't have any volume, 2018, $17 stock, $13, $13 right? So COVID came, boom, back up. And this is just my take on it. It has a lot of resistance into here. 
Um, from the monthly standpoint, right? Again, it has a lot of resistance. It doesn't have a lot of price history. It's a relatively new uh, stock. You can see it right here um, from 2018. Doesn't have you know that ton of information, that ton of history, right? And then you can see the volatility spikes, and this is from uh, coming up with the with the vaccine. But we have we have the 20 SMA right here, which is the lid lid actual lid on price uh we also have the 2021 20, cap here into the 190 dollars and we're kind of like in testing that 190 dollars you know to 200 dollars that that's the cap on it um here is you know the shortcut to any kind of swing it trades below 162.70 it's going south and the next target that I'm going to look for is going to be into the $118. It's not that I'm going to trade it. I'm not going to trade it, but it's going to go to $118. If it starts breaking above $217, then and only then it may be ready to go higher. It really needs to take out these highs over here. It's having so much pressure. And in fact, it has been into this sideways chop since January of 2022. So I don't know if this year is going to be different or not, but this is my take below 162.70. It's going to go south. It's going to be shortable uh, into the one, let's say 115. And if it breaks 217, that'll be a miracle. But if it does, I mean, who knows? It may come up with something extraordinary. I don't know for another disease or something. Then it could, uh, then it could go into a short squeeze mode, and it could very easily go uh, to the uh, to the upside. Okay. All right. Another stock is WDC. All right, WDC. Ooh, this is an ugly one. Okay, monthly chart, very sideways, back into support. Uh, Western Digital, I haven't looked at this stock in forever, I have to tell you, hasn't popped on my scanner in forever. Uh, but it is really messy. It doesn't have that clear void rush. So I would look for something that can transition easily higher. This is noise. This has a lot of noise. Plus, if I'm looking at this um, monthly pattern, it is descending. However, it is still has that bull, good bullish level, let's say, into the $30. So it's not quite game over yet. Um, it's still sitting at this support level. Even if, let's say, it'll go up, uh, it has so much pressure to the upside into the $40. I don't know if you're looking for the investment uh, investment standpoint and you have you know, time on your side for five years, 10 years, 20 years into this. Um, I don't know with the dividend situation in WDC because I haven't looked into it, uh, but this is not something that I would look for a swing trade. Definitely scratch it off your list. That's my take on it. I mean, it did a little bit of rotation. It has a lot of resistance from the 20 SMA. There are probably 9,000 other stocks that you can look at. WDC is not one of them. It has too much noise. It has too much overhead resistance. And it still has overhead. Uh, it still has the down support that uh, is going to uh, make the price really, really, really choppy on it. All right, Pat, FLNG swing trade. Okay, FLNG. All right. Um, 
Okay. First of all, guys, when you look for a stock trade, okay, um, the reason why I paused just for a brief second here is because I wanted to put it on my other platform to see what the uh, volume situation is on this one, because um, it looked rather scarce. Uh, it started trading sometime in 2014 from what I'm seeing in the chart. Uh, on a day volume, this is trading 407,000 shares right now. Um, I would not be... Um, um, I would not be interested in trading this uh, as a swing. It's very thin. It can be easily manipulated. You can see it from the volatility of the candles and volatility of the moves. So this is aside from technical. So before I get into technical, I like uh, technicals. I like to use at the volume and see how many uh, how many contract how many shares are being uh, traded. Because if I have anything that is under one million per day, I am not trading. I'm not touching it. I'm not swing trading. I'm not day trading. I'm not investing. I'm not doing anything with it. So um, I would revise, I mean, that this is my take. If you guys want, you know, my advice on it, don't take, don't trade anything that is below 1 million shares traded on a daily, uh, on a daily chart, okay, or on a daily time frame. This is very, very thin. Volume is super, super low, as you guys can see here. So um, it is into an over, so from the technical standpoint, uh, it is uh, trading into a, um, a support zone. Again, it's very noisy, just like WDC. I think there are other gazillion stocks that you can trade out there. This is not one of them. It's, has, it's trading, especially right now, on the daily below the uh, below the 200 SMA. So there's something going on here. There was some liquidation. I could tell you exactly what happened and why the price action started to go down. This being a thin stock, and because it has not done anything uh, literally last year that much, let's put it uh, let's put it right here. So in um, uh, 2022 went up and then you could see here in December, right? And in January went back down. This, this, the December was a sell because it was, uh, you know, pretty disappointing that the stock did not have the technicals, you know, to go higher. So uh, what I'm looking at right now, for example, on the daily or even the weekly chart, uh, it tapped into the 20 SMA. We see like some kind of symmetry going on and there is some reaction that is happening off of the 50 SMA here. Uh, but it's up to you. You know, it could be a buy point right here. You know, I would not engage into it by any means, even, even if you pay me, I wouldn't get in on this stock. But um, it does, it can potentially start uh, building up some, uh, some support uh, it has prior support as well and has symmetry on its side. But again, for me, it's very thin. It's very noisy. It doesn't have a tradable void uh, and it doesn't have room to go up or down at this point. So this is just my take on it, Pat. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Oh, Mike, inside on upcoming earnings. Now you're talking. Any stocks that we should pay attention to, such as Tesla, Meta, Apple, AMD, et cetera, that's such a good point. Um, all right. So Mike has like the best question that I have heard all day today in this presentation. Um, and um, what you guys should be focusing on right now is exactly what Mike is mentioning right here. Earning season. Earning season is starting uh, next week. 
Uh, actually, the first stocks that will be reporting are financials. I think it's Citi, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo. Uh, and I think that uh, that is when the volume is going to come in. Nobody's trading right now. If you're looking at the price action in the market, it's totally sideways, garbagey. It's volatile. It's volatile because it's thin. It's a very thin market. So definitely everybody's still on vacation mode. Next week is going to be totally different because next week the volume is going to come in a little bit more. Uh, traders are going to get back to their trading desk and they're going to start looking at some window dressing opportunities. Uh, there were some stocks that actually Mike mentioned that uh, like Tesla, Meta, Apple, AMD, and in general, semiconductors, tech stocks, et cetera, that happen and are into oversold areas. We're also turning a new chapter and whatever was down in the previous year to in generally in January is kind of like a pickup mode. So whatever was weak has a tendency to be bought at the beginning of the year in January because they, it was sold. Um, if if there were uh, stocks that were underperforming last year, they were sold for tax purposes. And that doesn't mean that, you know, if Tesla, for example, you know, had, and we're going to go through all those stocks, but it doesn't mean that if Tesla had a bad year, uh, you know, last year or a bad month in December doesn't really necessarily mean that Tesla is a garbage stock. No, it's not, right? So um, same with Meta, same with Apple, same with AMD and Micron and all the other stocks, you know, that um, <clears throat> that we made like Amazon, uh, Microsoft, et cetera. So these are stocks that may have a really good potential for this year. I mean, seriously, guys, Amazon, $83. You have like a great opportunity in that one. You know, Google as well, you know, really great opportunities in there. So really low prices in that. Uh, so I think that, you know, these may have a really good opportunity as we're going into the uh, as we're going into the uh, first quarter of earnings season. The other thing that I wanted to mention is that remember that all of these companies like Apple that you mentioned uh, and Meta, uh, Meta, especially a lot of promotion uh, has been done on Meta for Christmas, for, you know, um, uh, especially for the third quarter, for Black Friday, for Christmas. There are a lot of companies advertising on Facebook, right? So the thing is that the um, these results are going to kick in this month, right? So this month when they're going to be reporting later this month. So I think that if we are going to, uh, um, if they are going to have good reports, they're going to start moving higher. So we have to pay attention to some weekly levels on those. And that is, you know, for swing trading, especially. So I think that that's going to be, um, that's going to be very interesting. So let's put some of these stocks here, because I love all of these stocks that you have mentioned. Uh, and these are the kind of stocks that, uh, you know, that you have to look at some of the some of these stocks have really nice volume they have the potential to squeeze so i'm going to take tesla for example and i'm going to put it on the monthly chart yes it did have a very steep retracement and by the way as you guys can see here in uh since january of uh january of last year it had a huge red bar right so basically, the trend is lower. Now, let's take a quick look and see what the FIBs are telling us, right, on a macro level. So where are they situated? Now, when you're when I'm looking at FIBs, I'm looking at three levels in particular. I'm looking at the 50% retracement, which is basically not a FIB. By the way, 50 is just 
uh, 50% retracement from swing low to swing high is just a measure move and nothing else. I'm looking at the 61.8 and I'm looking at the 78.6. This, this is very important right here. This is the uh, danger zone. So the more we approach these levels right here, the more we have more information about the stock meaning. And this is the monthly chart, by the way. So <laughs> excuse me. What is this telling us right here? Well, it's telling us that if we break the danger zone, then yeah, we can uh, uh, pretty much start sliding much, much lower. But there is a strong possibility that we may develop some short squeezes along the way, right? And for short squeezes, I like to watch the weeklies, right? And as you can see, you know, last week we had a little bit of green. This week we're still holding on to this green right here. And we have a very good, and I'm not saying this, that it's going to be like an investing opportunity right now. No, by, you know, um, a far from it but we can have a squeeze that may go into the 160 dollars but just pay attention to the weekly so whatever wherever the high is going whatever the high is going to be this week i i doubt that we're going to have like a spectacular new high this week but um let's say if, if today was friday and the high was 118.80 let's say 119 next week if it trades above that i think that once the volume comes into the market it may have a short squeeze, squeeze that may take the price at least to 100 $50. So I really like Tesla. Um, so Tesla might, ha uh, might have a good outcome. Uh, Meta, again, I talked about it. Meta is already, uh, you know, ta uh, taking some action right here. This is the weekly chart. So already has a low. Let me just take it off of this. Okay. It already has a low and it already has a hook. This is what I call a hook when the price action is not capable of full retracement, creating the cone to the prior low to continue lower, uh, the price action may continue higher. Plus, we have another clue that the price action is uh, uh, likely to rotate for higher. We had really heavy volume coming in on October 24th. And whenever we have this, this was an indication that whoever wanted to go short or whoever wanted to, you know, um, um, you know, had technical levels in mind for the short this is it you got to get out so this is the uh, massive surge of uh, the short whatever was short were short was done uh and then uh, the rotation happened i like this setup you could see it right here uh it's flirting with the 20 sma with the 10 ema so this is a little breakout just ready to happen room to run higher to 154 going into uh going into next week i really like the pattern from the monthly perspective we even have a little bit of room higher to 140 and 150 and from the daily standpoint very nice space by the way the reason why it's basing here and it's not advancing higher because if you guys look to the left hand side we have this chunk right here of uh, candlesticks this chunky action right here and the price action is just uh uh is just digesting the, you see the small candles you're when you're getting in trades you should look for small candles never look for um you know white candles never get in on these white candles never get in on red for example right and never you know i i mean like never uh never enter a long trade on a red candle i never do that okay so that looks pretty uh pretty good for higher right here so i really like the pattern i think it has a really strong uh potential for a continuation higher like i said you know at least enter the 140 to 150 it looks very good for a continuation. Uh, and by the way, you know, um, I'm not really sure when Meta is reporting, uh, but uh, we can find out uh, in just a second. Let's try to see if they already have posted 
Um, no, we don't know when they're the, the last report came out in October. So probably it's going to be end of January or probably, yeah, it's probably going to be end of January or February. Okay. All right. So, uh, with that being said, uh, meta, keep an eye on it. A lot of advertisers, uh, a, a lot of companies advertise with meta. So they may have a really strong, uh, they may have a really strong first quarter eyes on it. Uh, you could have, uh, for example, if you do options, uh, that is a safer way to do it before, uh, before, or right before earnings. You can swing trade up into like a few days uh, into uh, into its earnings, and then if you want to do the earning, you know, lotto or something, you can wait for that. Uh, Apple. Uh, all right, let's take a quick look at Apple and see what's going on. Uh, Apple is another company that, you know, it has a little bit of a slowdown because of the uh, COVID uh, in um, uh, in China and it's affecting its uh, um, products and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, it has ha had a really rough uh, sideways year. It didn't collapse, by the way. And it's by far, it's not in a downtrend on a macro lock into the week, uh, into the monthly chart. It's not. It's sitting on to support. It's trying to hang out into support, even though it had uh, it had room to slide all the way to 110. And even if it does, it's still not a downtrend and that would be a buy opportunity. So from the investing standpoint, this is not the time yet. From the weekly perspective, yeah, it does look a little bit uh, a little bit uh, lower. However, still trading on massive support. It's still looking very solidly. And until it's still above the 200 SMA, algos and institutions love the price above the 20 SMA. They still see it as a buying opportunity above the uh, 200 SMA as well. Uh, from the daily standpoint, like I said, it's not ready yet for any kind of action. It's very, very choppy. It's not performing uh, with any kind of rotation. And even on the weekly, there may be an opportunity going into next week if it trades above uh, this week's high. So if we have a rotation, first of all, it's going to happen on the daily first, and then it's going to start rolling onto the weekly. But to be on the safe side, if you're on the swing side of it, and if you're doing the options on it, um, if it trades over $130, it can't run into the $135 to $137. It's going to be a little inverse on the risk to reward um, risk to reward ratio. Um, let's take a look into AMD. Uh, the semiconductor thing is still kind of uh, uh, still kind of iffy around. Definitely a downtrend onto the weekly. But it's a downtrend with uh, uh, with the price action trying to hook into the 200 SMA. So this downtrend, not very significant here. Uh, there were some opportunities for shorting, you know, in this summer. But right now, you know, you can see here that we had a pretty interesting rotation that happened uh, this week. Uh, and then we tapped into the um, 10 EMA and definitely nothing happened. In fact, this is not even a really great week to assess stocks. You will have to wait till the middle of next week and do a rundown, do a top down um, on these, the uh, um, your favorite stocks, especially weekly charts, monthly charts, uh, because it's still very thin. And any kind of action that we have today 
uh, in the market or tomorrow or any kind of action that we have this week in the market is not conducive of what's going to happen next week because it 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 was trading on algos uh, it was an algo based only trade nobody's trading these all right so um amd you know i, I like micron better but amd does not look uh too shabby it just needs to clear out the 73 dollars uh i think it's it has a really good uh really good potential uh i would pay attention to the monthly as well also this is going to be this year uh watch every week uh, as we're going into, especially into January and into earnings season, because um, we have had a big decline in the market, 20% in the market, and uh, get those shopping lists ready. Get that shopping list ready and go shopping for the stocks that you wish you would have owned before. So remember these swings right here that happen and you go like, oh man, I wish I was in it, but I can't get in right now for a little bit long term. Uh, this is this is that shopping list because we're uh, a lot of these stocks are trading uh, into support and may have some really good opportunities for uh, for long term trading. The last time we had it was in I think in 2016 and at the beginning of 2017, and we haven't had that great opportunity until then. Of course, if you were aggressive enough, that opportunity was in 2020 when we had the pandemic black swan. But you have to be very, very quick on it. Um, and a lot of traders just missed it altogether. Uh, and other than that, the last time it happened, uh, so it was in 2009, we had the 2016, and this is going to probably be the year. Um, but again, it, it, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen this year. It may happen this year. It depends on the circumstances. It depends on FOMC. It depends on increasing rates and depends on a lot of things that are uh, that are going to happen. But just remember, uh, you know, this is a market that needs to be watched on a day by day basis, even if you're a day trader. And if you're an investor, it's not a quarter by quarter or a month by month. This is a market that should be watched week by week. So it's not something that, um, you know, a lot of investors um, and a lot of people that, you know, have their long-term money into the market are not used to it. They would look at their money once a quarter, maybe, you know, throughout the year, maybe two or three times in their portfolios. No, this is not, this is going to be a week by week basis because there may be some really great um, awesome opportunities uh, for it. Uh, just wanted to go very quickly. I don't know if we have, uh, you know, a lot of time here. Uh, but uh, let me see here. Oh, I sh uh, let's see. Mm. All right. Uh, here's what I wanted to do, guys, very, very quickly, because I know we're running out of time. But here I have some sectors just to have you, uh, you know, in case you had, uh, in case you guys had, um, question in regards to, uh, you know, one, uh, let's say a stock or another, just wanted to do a quick, quick, quick rundown. Um, yeah, exactly. There's too much noise right now. Yeah. There's too much noise right now. I would say, um, yeah. And I don't, we don't know. Here's the thing with recession. If you were trading back in 2008, they were calling the recession into the end of the year, right? And the end of the year came with heavy volume down. I was in the market. I was a day trader, a swing trader, and an investor at the time, right? So I was trading full-time. I was full-time into the market. 
And I was making a lot of money day trading. And I, what I was doing is because my investments were down, I was just uh, putting the profits into my investing account and I was compounding and I was buying more. So for me, it was averaging down into some of my investments. And in 2009, I added more on, on those specific rotations. I don't think we have time to discuss that now, but oh my gosh, it just made my career. I mean, that was my career move. I call it my career move. Okay. It was that uh, pay off your mortgage type of thing, <laughs> literally. Uh, so yeah. Um, so the thing is, we need to watch and see what's going on. In 2008, by the time they, they said, yeah, we're officially in a recession, the market already started to come out. The market is already setting a bottom before recession every single time. So before recession, it's bottoming. And even the real estate market is kind of bottoming before they call the recession. And when they call the recession, the market is already uh, hanging out uh, higher. So We'll see how if this year is going to be any different. All right, we have two more symbols here, and I don't want to miss those. We have Google and Microsoft, and these are good because I've also mentioned them. And then if we have time, we're going to go through uh, the sectors that I was mentioning. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch for companies, Mike, watch for companies that are, you know, really beat up. Because if there was a company, for example, that was beat up throughout 2022, and if it makes sense, if it has good fundamentals, it has to have good fundamentals, you could have a really good time. For example, you know, I could tell you, you know, one of the stocks that I uh, that I bought with both hands was Sirius Satellite. It was trading at, I don't know, I think it was like 15 cents or something. And I'm like, at that time, it didn't have any competition in 2009. At the beginning, it didn't have competition. And I was like, hey, there's GM, there's Ford, and they're all using like OnStar, they're using Sirius Satellite, you know, XM Radio. It's like, if this is gone, like, what are they going to be using? Let's, oh, so I'm like, you know what, I had to be logical. So I bought a bunch, and then I added more money into it. And needless to say, like I made a whole lot of money and it, it literally was a penny stock, right? It was 30 cents, right? 30 cents. I think I, did, I think I bought it at 22 cents or something and I was averaging up. It was going into 50 cents or something. But these are once in a lifetime opportunities. Okay, you work at a DMG dealership. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, so it's something that really makes sense, right? So, and by the way, I like, I like the GM stock. Okay, I like the GM stock. Okay, Google again is at an inflection point and be ready for it because it may be wanting to go uh to go a little bit higher. It's not going to do it today and it's not going to do it tomorrow. Watch it as we're getting closer to its earnings. Uh and same with Microsoft MSFT. I saw it today it was a little bit lower. Uh, you can see that I already have an alert here at 250 bucks. Let's see if it's going to trade above it. Right now, it's at the 200 SMA. This is a reactionary area. Let's see if it's going to go there or not. Uh, but, you know, speaking of GM, you know, uh, GM uh, is a really good stock right now. Um, I like it. This is a stock for me. I already own it. Um, okay. Uh, but $30 is a big, big deal. You can see that in the past, right? So if you look to the past right here, it has been basing for a really long time. Let's see if we have, uh, let, let's move to a, um, let's see. Ah, no, this doesn't show as clear. Uh, let's go back here. 
um let's see yeah it's it's clearer on the daily than it is on other time frames so you guys can see this cluster right now so over 40 bucks this is going to be incredibly bullish what the way i do and the way i look at uh you know areas of you know buying areas let's say for investment and think about this think about dividends you know think about i i think about a lot of things so i actually made a list of 10 stocks 10 high dividend stocks that have performed uh over the last 50 years okay so i'm gonna have a, a webinar in about one week or two weeks where i'm gonna talk about these uh uh these stocks where you can literally you know just buy them do nothing and you know grow dividend uh and definitely uh, uh capitalize on that dividend and throw it back into the market to buy more shares with it so that's compounding on your dividend and that's literally what's going to make you a millionaire um so you know clipping off coupons you know and you know saving on your starbucks coffee that's not going to cut it so you do that for nothing all you have to do is be smart in the market but gm has also had this track history of uh, you know basing for a really long time right so this is one of these times right here plus they're investing a lot of energy into electric vehicles and all that stuff you know so I think that it has a really, really great potential. These are all buying opportunities. And by the way, when you buy into a stock, for example, you have to have a budget for it. And don't buy, for example, let's say, oh my gosh, you know, my R is, I don't know, let's say $5,000, I'm gonna buy $5,000 uh, uh, worth of it. Split your R into five or six, right? And buy a little bit here. It dips a little bit more. It does a rotation. I always buy at technical rotations. I don't buy as the stock is going down. Buy it, buy it when it does a technical buy setup, sell setup, I'm sorry, a breakout or any kind of pattern. So that's when I buy it, okay? Um, you also like Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola is interesting. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, uh pepsi has really good dividend uh coca-cola is kind of like you know um looking for a breakout higher it's kind of sort of like i don't know if you have been in the market for a long time but if you remember hershey like back in 2016 or something uh you know it was basing for the longest time and then it took off and never looked back you know this is kind of like the same pattern that we've had uh that we had in hershey years and years ago and same with pepsi all right so pepsi also a little bit stronger than coca-cola as you can see here but it's still trending higher remember it is the stock that had a new high for the year as the market was collapsing market retracing retracing 20 percent 20 percent what did pepsi do okay <laughs> what did pepsi do so remember in recession kind of like food stocks like campbell's soup uh kellogg's um general mills pepsi coca-cola tyson these are the kind of stocks that you need to focus on so when you hear the word recession and when they're talking about recession look at those stocks the food stocks you know um and also um uh target target is a good dividend stock as well it's good for swing trading it's good for day trading it's good for everything investing has great dividend you know think about hormel right hormel uh, they do the spam, right? The spam, the can spam. Yeah. Uh, what's my take on non-farm? I don't care. <laughs> okay. I love that question because I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. So let's uh, take a quick look at uh, the mini SMB to wave. Still have time. I have four minutes left. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look. 
Uh, so you like my honesty, right? I don't care about the non-farm uh, for day trading purpose, you're asking? Okay, so for day trading purpose, I don't care what it's doing because I don't trade non-farm. Um, I don't trade news. I trade the reaction after the news. So the numbers that are coming out are day 30. I uh, opened the trading room. My trading room is uh, opens at uh, nine o'clock and we start trading uh, at 9.30. And there's a reason for that. I trade just the New York trading session. Rarely that I take trades ahead of the New York trading session open because I specialize in that sweet spot from 9.30 to about 10 o'clock to 10.30. Today we had a trade actually and we were done in, I don't know, 10 minutes or something like that. And I was done. I was done by 10 o'clock. Done. Like literally done at 10 o'clock. Uh, but my take on it. So, for example, you can see here down, down, down trending. However, we have a lot of support in the uh, M&E S&P here. And we have been sideways here. You guys can see the sideways range. This is uh, what I call like a, 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 a machine you know, it's kind of like that. Here's the support. Okay. So this is kind of like a washer, right? It's kind of like a washer going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You're, you're washing clothing, clothing, right? It's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There's nothing happening right here. Uh, so we need for bullish, we need to be 3920. And for bearish, we're going to be 37.80. And in the meantime, it's pure garbage. It's going to be scalp, scalp, scalp until we break above or we break below. That's my take on the mini SMB. I, I trade these every single day. I trade these uh, every single day. In fact, today, uh, we had one trade in the Dow. We made 100 points in the Dow. Boom, we're out. And the results are, by the way, per contract, uh, so everybody can relate to it. Yesterday, we had a trade in uh, RTY and Russell. We made 5.5 points. These are day trade. These are all under two hours a day. I only trade, uh, take one to three trades a day. And definitely in this kind of environment, uh, I trade probably, I focus for that one high velocity trade that can provide us with the maximum uh, return for it. Okay, so you guys, I'm um, running out of time. If you guys are interested, we do provide two services. We provide the um, futures live trading room where I trade live every single day. I open the trading room at nine. Today we were done at 10 o'clock and then we kind of whistled. We did nothing. Uh, and we talked about the market. You could see how garbagey the market is right now. It's just junky price action. If you guys are interested in hopping in, we do have a one-day pass. It's not renewable if you want to see what we're doing in the room to before you commit to the yearly plan or the monthly plan, or we have a five-day pass. Uh, this is regular from Monday to Friday. So if you sign up on the weekend, you have access from Monday to Friday. And, and these are not renewable. And then if you're interested in swing trading, I have been swing trading for a really long time for over 30 years swing trading and investing but i've been doing professionally and i have been doing it for my uh clients for oh my gosh for 12 13 years now for 13 years uh we do provide uh we do provide a program it's called a stock swing trader if you guys are interested more details here and by the way at the bottom of each page 
you guys can see that we have the uh, uh, tracking, the performance, right? And you can see the performance 2012, 13, 14. We have the 2010 some, somewhere, but I don't know where. I think it's on the website somewhere. All right. So if you guys are interested, um, just hop onto our website under services. We have this uh, futures trading room and the stock swing trader. So thanks so much, David, for having me here today. Thanks so much, guys, for all the questions.